everyone my name is Nadia Griffiths and today we will talk uh, today we will be talking about the concept of othering and how it affects inclusion and diversity in early childhood settings so when we talk about othering it means seeing ourselves different from others according to Kendra Cherry othering can be prejudice or biases about age sexual orientation gender identity skin color or particular affiliation we all experience and observe othering in all fields of life. Um, we are aware of, of some of our biases and some of our biases are hidden. And these hidden biases are the main reason we do othering and this leads that this uh, prejudice and discrimination. And these uh, discriminations are based on our personal experiences, on our culture, on our religion. Not all discrimination is negative. Sometimes we do positive discrimination when we look at others as better, being better than us. And this leads to low self-esteem, low self-confidence. And in uh, immigrants like me, it leads to assimilation. That is, we leave our, uh, our own culture and assimilate in the dominant culture. However, uh, negative discrimination means looking at others as being inferior, as incapable, incompetent, and this leads to immortalization, segregation, and genocide. Um, I'm from South Asia, and in my country, um, we have these hidden biases that cause make us do this discrimination and othering. Uh, so we have this color uh, biases in our in in ourself uh, so in, in my country we are very fond of white color white skin color and white skin is considered as a sign of supremacy beauty smartness and wealth however dark skin color is considered um, undesirable and it is also associated with low socioeconomic status and it's not as people like and because people who are like darker skin color might not be too smart so if a person from uh, um, let's say for a person from my from, from white country come to my my country and talk about something no matter what the person qualification is people will listen to him and might follow his uh, directions however if if a scholar from south africa come to my country and share his views nobody will pay much attention of that to it and these are the uh, other ring and that based on our hidden biases that we have um, in education system, uh, we have otherings based on our in hidden biases too. Um, when we talk about othering, um, especially in Canada, especially in the education system, um, children face othering everywhere, even in daycares, in school system. And this is othering is based on their their culture, based on their skin color, based on their gender, based on their uh, based on their uh, families. Uh, so one of the uh, hidden biases that I have observed is the, that boys are considered as troublemakers because they are more energetic and educators find it difficult to manage them indoors. However, girls are considered as cute and well-behaved. From our knowledge of how does learning happen, we know that each child is unique. Each child is um, different from other child. But we educators have these expectations of behavior um, and skill development. And this is based on uh, Piaget's theory that children develop certain skills by certain age. And this leads to discrimination, this leads to othering that children face at this early age. So as educators, we compare children and shame children uh, who have developed certain, who have not developed certain skills by certain age. For example, if a child, some children have developed by three and a half, they, they know how to change their clothes by themselves. But if one child or two child, two children, they are unable to change their clothes by themselves. I've seen educators shaming them and making them feel bad about themselves. This caused low self-esteem and low morale in those children. Um, in daycare, uh, 
I've seen children um, being discriminated based on their culture, based on their ethnic backgrounds. Um, so even though we would know that all children um, show aggression at some part of in the daycare, but children from ethnic backgrounds were considered as more aggressive as compared to white children. Um, in education settings, we also see other things in the name of special education. This is the main focus of my uh, talk today, that children who are identify who with identified needs, children with special needs, uh, even though we have a new word for them, that children with varying abilities, children which is a children with different abilities, but there's still a word that separate them, that isolate them from the rest of the class. Um, so, and I got a chance uh, to work as a school monitor, and I've observed that children with identified needs, they sit separately from the rest of the class. And I'm talking about kindergarten here. Uh, the children, like four year old, they are not included in circle time, in play, both indoor and outdoors. They are not included in tabletop activities. They are isolated. There is a like invisible barrier between um, children with identified needs and the so-called normal children, um, because educators do not feel that they have competent, that they they have this presumed incompetence about these children in their mind that leads to othering. And this hidden bias lead them to look at these children as inferior, as incompetent, to be included in play and to be included in any of the activities. This is a very sensitive topic for me because children deserve better. In name, name of inclusion, we have been integrated in classrooms, um, but these children, they have not enough support uh, because some of the EAs that I've seen, they are lunchroom supervisors who are just working extra hours. Um, they do not know anything about child development. They do not have enough knowledge how they can provide uh, uh, learning um, activities or uh, different opportunities for these children. And when the children are with identified needs are left with these uh, um, EAs, they have no experiences uh, whatsoever. Um, and um, neither um, during my um, placement experience, I got chance to work with children who were diagnosed with autism and they were so smart and really really good in maths in, in science exploration this is a very good example of hidden biases of othering that i have seen in the daycare um so these children they were very smart but they're not socially as mature or as developed as the rest of the children from the class because like um, they were uh, they didn't feel it easy to share their puzzles they like prefer solitary play over uh, over uh, parallel play so educators literally isolate them they didn't include them in the experience they uh, in game name of inclusion they literally invite them once do you want to play in this uh, join the game or do you want to do this activity with us and the child didn't respond once the teacher was like oh leave them alone they are doing their own thing this lead to isolation, marginalization, discrimination, because children, when they are not included, other children start discriminating them. And this lead to culture of exclusion. Instead of promoting inclusion, we are promoting exclusion based on our hidden biases. And this othering starts at this early age, where the children, they learn to discriminate, they learn to leave these children alone. And this lead to uh, in, in our daycare and this creates a barrier between children and this take away a good experience that might have developed inclusion and belonging. The child could have developed a new skill of learning how to do parallel play, but that opportunity was lost. Um, in last semester, uh, we learned about inclusion and we talked about 
to plan activities, keeping all children in mind and to modify activities so that a child can take part in it, and, in it. And we talked about how we can celebrate diversity by representing different cultures in the classroom, by having extra toys that represent different cultures, by having toys that represent different children with varying abilities, by having colors that represent different skin tones, or by having books from different cultures. But I think this is not enough. The material, material things cannot change the fact that a teacher that educator is excluding them based on their because of their behavior so i think this is not enough we cannot create an inclusive classroom you cannot celebrate diversity unless educators provide inclusive experience that celebrate diversity because i according to how does learning happen and according to my own belief that children are confident they are keen observers they are curious they are always observing us and behave they behave the way we, we behave if we presume incompetence in children with varying abilities, the children, other children in the class, they also presume incompetence in them as well. Um, I've witnessed that children with identified needs, either ADHD or autism or physical needs, they are looked down uh, uh, as an extra work by the educator, and they were left alone with years. Uh, last year, when I was in school, one day the educator asked me to remove a child from the classroom because they were preparing room for open house, and the child rips papers. So when I reflected on the experience, I thought why didn't the educator thought of providing the child with an extra sheet to rip or why didn't she create an activity that requires ripping paper so the child can stay in the classroom and be part of the experience and and develop belonging and that could be a very important thing for this their child well-being um i feel but that, that the system that we have set up for our children is not good we have integrated the children in the mainstream's education without providing teachers with extra qualification with extra support to accommodate these children um, we need to raise voice for these children and we need to educate ourselves so we can be aware of our hidden biases so um, based on personal experience i can share that uh, when i during my placement in early on uh, it was my responsibility day and i was uh, running the circle and in circle uh, i played songs and we did that requires movement jumping hopping running and dancing and that day, a child came who was on uh, using a walker. And during circle time, as I was dancing with the children, I looked at the child and it hit me that I didn't plan my activity, keeping the child in this child in my mind. And the reflection made me realize that I didn't, I need to be more inclusive. I need to be more observant. I need to be aware of my biases that not all children can dance during the circle time. So next time when I'm planning my activities, I'm going to remember that I'm going to remember to create to have this extra um, planning in my mind that if a child with varying ability is in the center that day I can change my activity and change my dancing movements that require sitting and moving so all children can be part of the dancing activity so I said as I said before the children are observing us and as an educator I want to raise a voice for the children who are feeling this dis this exclusion we need to provide an inclusive environment so we can celebrate diversity and so we can teach our younger generation how they can be more inclusive um, so i want to leave you with this question how you can play your role in creating an inclusive environment for all the children